<laughs> I'm sorry. I ruined it. it. I ruined it. <laughs> yeah, but my name is Nico Libertini, and I'm neighbors with Marcus. We've known each other for years since I was one. He was two, technically, at that point. Mm-hmm. And we, yeah, we've grown up together, lived in the same house ever since. We we lost track of each other for a bit once once middle school hit and we're learning our own stuff. But now. Mm-hmm. Since high school stopped, we we've been reco- reconnecting on a bunch of different projects. So I'm excited to see what we got for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. It's just really cool just to see. Uh, you know that like post high school period when you're just seeing like all your friends, you know, grow yeah. up and like like really becoming themselves. I think that I don't know. It's kind of fitting that like as we're becoming ourselves, we're 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 coming back to being friends. I really like yeah. that. And this t- that this point in our lives, this is the time where we find who really who really is with us, who yeah. sticks around. Yeah, I know. What you because mean. shit, dude. I know uh, probably hundreds of people. If I'm being honest, just because I don't know, people know me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I only talk to six of them, you you including. I mean, people people fake. Fake fans. Yeah, you can definitely say that people are really fake. I mean, <laughs> God, man, you, you, uh, I think about all the people who, like, I ate lunch with at high school. For me, like, it would rotate, like, like, I, I swear, like, semester to I semester. I sat with a bunch of women, so. <laughs> you were, really? Yeah, dude. Well, alright. Sophomore, I mean, yeah, no. Junior and senior year, I sat with women. It's funny you say that. Throughout, like, all of school, elementary, middle school, high school, the majority of my friends have always been women, so I've always sat at like a table with mostly women. So that's really funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I heard a lot from them for sure. <laughs> crazy. You can say that again, man. <laughs> oh man, but, but yeah, yeah, it's like all those people that you you sat down and ate lunch with. You had countless conversations that you will oh, never yeah. remember. But like, oh, like yeah. I, I just think of like thousands of interactions with these people, and they're most of them are like. Like an unintelligent conversation, yeah, yeah, I or mean, or just pointless ones like, mm-hmm. "Hey, would you get all that test?" Right, right. Meaningless is, I mean, well, I mean, I guess it's not meaningless, but it's not exactly meaningless. But it's like, uh, like, like the human kind of meaning, like the meaning where we're like, this has an impact kind of a meaning. Yeah, it's like what we're trying that. to do. Exactly, like what we're trying to do. And what are we trying to do, Nico? Well, we're just trying to spread our knowledge of finances, insurance, and just try and get that message out there because we both found getting into the business we're into, it's called Transamerica, mm-hmm. we learned that we know nothing about insurance. I don't. I mean, go ask your parents what all they know about finances and insurance. Mm-hmm. Probably what their parents told them, and they learned from their parents, but they haven't had any, like high level education on finance and that that's what we're trying to do is just spread that knowledge to as many people as possible so they can get a better grasp on what they're trying to do with their lives financially yeah i mean as i've been uh, you know walking with transamerica these past few months um thank you by the way for that you you got me into transamerica too and greatly appreciate that You're welcome, man. Um, but uh, as I've, I've just been walking with him for you know, the past few months, it's like you just you see the kind of impact that this can really have on someone's life. The I mean, you know, we always think of uh, we always have these idioms like you know, don't put your eggs in one basket. You know, get, get your ducks in a row and things like that. Uh, but people really don't people don't really like apply that common sense logic to to every facet of their life. You know, mm-hmm. people tend to specialize. They tend to have their their creed or their craft that they really uh you know go after but finance is one where a lot of people really are lacking it can have a massive impact on their lives if, if they just they just uh you know had a bit more knowledge on the topic yeah I, I definitely agree with you on that and going back to you said something about they specialize right mm-hmm. well most of the time you're good at multiple things right yeah, yeah. and how the how they specialize they usually like kick the other stuff to the door when that's like a huge part of like yourself (laughs) and you can potentially use that to grow yourself not only personally but like if you're trying to start something 
Right. Like us right now, we're good at talking. We're also empathetic to people, and we're using that throughout both Transamerica and this podcast to both improve ourselves speaking-wise and also helping others as we go, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm just... That's that's my goal is to find out all my strengths and use them and utilize them because uh, you only have so many strengths, <laughs> you know? Right, right. I was just actually having a conversation with my buddy, a uh, dude's named Tyler, um, just yesterday, actually, and uh, we just had a short little meeting, um, and after the meeting, we just had a small little unimportant conversation, but... Uh, I just mentioned, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's important to just, you know, get out there in the world and just understand what the boundaries of, of who you are, where where those boundaries lie and understand your strengths and your weaknesses and just go after it, you know, get after life. And then suddenly, just, just from saying that, like, one thing, this turns into, like, a full hour and a half conversation outside well, of the parking lot. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah. We're that just... one little <laughs> random conversation after what is after something exactly. to spark something amazing exactly and um, hopefully that's what we can do for once we bring a couple people over and mm-hmm. get them on the show i think that'd be really cool yeah yeah um uh so yeah as we talked about it, like uh one of our aims is to get uh everybody that we can be it you know business owners professors oh yeah I mean, uh, shoot, folks they who work could be, with us random they could be random people uh <laughs> and also we could reach into other uh, other topics and domains and domains, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, like health and fitness, mm-hmm. or we could do like technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, because as much as us millennials <laughs> know about technology, we still don't know half as much of what we think we know. Yeah, it's definitely true. They they actually have this uh, thing. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a principle. And they say like every so many years. Um, like our technological capabilities increase by uh, an exponential factor of some kind. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it's really crazy. They talk about like the jump from the 60s to the 80s, what we could do, and then from the 80s to the 90s, well, that was like a first a 20 year gap, then a 10 year gap, and then they say like nowadays, like the turnover on stuff, the the, the new innovations that people are making like are so weekly. fast, it is insane. It's quick. Yeah, man. I don't know how they do it. Uh, but um. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Uh, like, if you were to make like a Venn diagram, uh, and like one circle is uh, me, Marcus, the other circle is Nico. Uh, finance uh, is kind of our personal finance, finance coaching is kind of like that thing in the middle of the two Venn diagrams. We've got a whole bunch of interests, you know, outside of that. And yeah, we we would love to really get people on this podcast talking about anything under the sun, everything under the sun. Yeah, really. I don't yeah. think there's any borders to this no no any restrictions yeah shit we can dig into some deep things too if we really want to some pretty uh controversial things Ooh, controversy or just things people don't talk about yeah yeah like there's a lot of things like sex and stuff that you never hear anything about growing up yeah or especially at the prime age when you're going through puberty and you're starting to figure everything out like your parents don't want to have that conversation with you. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a bad thing because knowledge is power. And, I mean, I'm a teen dad, so you can see where that got me to. Not, I mean, we've, we talked about it. Uh-huh. My family did, but not on the level that I think any, a parent should. Mm-hmm. And, hey, I mean, anything's open on this podcast, honestly. I don't think there's going to be any any restrictions. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'd love to get into it about just anything and everything, man. Um, one thing I want to do, uh, we talked about it, uh, you know, dedicate at least half an hour, maybe something like that, like a solid chunk of time to talking about some type of issue in the world. Oh, of course. Uh, some yeah, some yeah. type of thing that's going on, um, be it like this week, this day, or whatever have you. Um, but uh, the, the majority of this, we just want to sit down, the two of us, bring one or two people on i don't even know maybe we could get to the point where we're bringing on a whole gang of people but um that'd be cool <laughs> i i uh the, the majority of this we wanted to just be you know shooting the breeze talking about everything that we can get our hands on um so yeah yeah so marcus what go ahead and tell us more about you and then i'll go okay 
Uh, let me take a sip of water first. <laughs> Alright, I guess I'll go. Wow, oh. that's very refreshing water. <laughs> this video is sponsored by Dasani. And Aquafina. Tap water. <laughs> sponsored by Tap Water. We're there even when you don't want us. <laughs> tap water is actually, like, super bad. It is? Well, I mean, there's probably a whole bunch of stuff in it. I didn't look up anything. I probably should have, but there's probably a bunch of, like, harmful things. There's probably, like, metal and shit in there. Metal's good for you. Yeah, it depends. Iron. <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, I guess you can go. Why not? I don't know. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, uh, Actually, what got you into finances? That's the better question. Yeah. All right. What got me into finance? Uh, the answer to that question... I have to, like, first step back. Okay. Uh, I've been a part of this club uh, at the university that I go to, um, which I'll get into later. But uh, uh, I'd been talking with uh, the president of our club, who's now going to be a good friend of mine, um, about wanting to first learn more about finance, uh, wanting to learn more about just just life skills and life management and really planning and plotting out how I want my life to go. Um, I had, like I brought to the conversation, you know, all this knowledge of, you know, retirement, uh, it's going to be so many years down the road, but I can't think of it that way. I, and, and once I'm in retirement, I got to know that, hey, I've got to have enough money to sustain myself for, like, like let's imagine I to retire at like 65 years old. I might live till I'm 95. That'd be really nice if I could live like another thirty years after I retire, but it'd really suck if I outran my money. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so many people do that. Yeah. And it's kind of sad, honestly. It's really sad, man. Oh, it's really sad. But um, yeah, that's what I brought to the conversation, and he was like, you know what? Uh, I have a couple friends. Uh, three of them. All three of them work with different uh, financial institutions. Um, I'll let you holler at each of them. You know, sit down, talk with them. Oh, and, so uh, you had choices between a couple? Yeah, yeah, I, I did thought have it was. Ju- I thought it was just Jeremy. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So let, let me actually run you through how this went. Uh, first guy, his name was Forrest. Uh, he was actually in our club. Uh, no joke. This man's name is Forrest Whitaker. Oh my god! I'm not kidding. He's he's <laughs> he's obviously not Forrest Whitaker, but yeah, like like <laughs> that's funny. Like it's funny. Like Forrest Whitaker, he's a black dude. Total opposite. He's a ginger. Like, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if, like, that's even the, what the opposite of that is. But, like, he's, like, the palest white dude you could find. Really good friend of mine, Forrest. Um, but, uh, anyway, yeah, his name's Forrest Whitaker. Um, anyway, he was working with, uh, I think it was Northwestern or something like that. Uh, yeah, Northwestern Mutual. Um, he was the first person. He was in the club, so I already knew him pretty well. We sat down, talked about it. He gave me the old pitch and everything about, you know, joining up. They had so what what who did Forrest work for? No, yeah, Northwestern Mutual. Oh, they, Northwestern. Uh, Sorry, you probably said that actually. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, yeah, they uh, they do. I think they specialize m- uh, more so in uh, oh insur- so on the insurance side and a bit not, of retirement. They didn't planning. do any generalizations. They they didn't do a lot. Yeah. Or, or it was very minimal if they did. Yeah, they were they were very specialized. Yeah, they yeah. They, they did uh, life insurance and uh, some kind of retirement package. I don't remember. Okay. Um, the third guy I actually never met with him. Uh, he worked with Fidelity. Um, oh yeah, back to Forest and uh, Northwestern. The reason I didn't want to uh, work with them is they had a program, uh, and it was it was very rigid. If you joined with them, you would be really railroaded in. If you were a sophomore, you had to go to their summer program. Uh, that was like the last three weeks in August. Okay. And you could do nothing else. If you were a junior, or if if you were a junior, you had to go through uh, two. What was it? You had to go through. You had to have first gone have gone through the summer program, and then a full semester like while you're in school, um, of their uh, secondary internship plan. Both of which were unpaid, mind you. Oh, really? Yes. That's crazy. Exactly, they're, exactly. They're trying to pull that shit on you and they're not paying for it and, at least? And the, the thing was, they wanted you to go through <laughs> that, and then uh, if you were a senior and you had actually already completed certain some credits in college, they would let you come on as an actual uh, trainee, you know, actually working with yeah. them. But if, like, say I was a sophomore, like I, like I was when I first found out about all this, and I wanted to go all the way through and then wait till I was a senior and finally work with them. I would essentially have to be working with them for a full year. Yeah. No money. Yeah. Absolutely not not being paid at all. Well, I mean And that was that if was if you can't do it if you can't work or do something you love, 
without getting paid, then you don't really love it, you know? That's definitely true. That's definitely true. But but the way that you're <laughs> dropping dime while you're not getting paid, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. kind of that's kind of like, shady. Like it's it's where like everything that you're doing costs you money. We know we know it's costing you money. By oh, the yeah. way, you're gonna be you're gonna be around Actually, for like a year, and we're not gonna give you a dime. That a similar thing happened with me when I was a uh, hardcore pursuing my personal training. Uh, career. Yeah. I actually, Wallspace, the gym that I worked for, mm-hmm. they, when I first went on, it was like probably 2016, uh, they were like, hey, you're going to be an intern for a month, uh, a month maybe max, and uh, you're not going to get paid, but you're going to learn the ropes from this guy, from this personal trainer who's been training for shit, like 20 years. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm all for the extra knowledge. I, it won't be too much of a burden to not get paid for a month because I already have another job still. Like, uh-huh. I'm working two jobs at that time. And <clears throat> so a month go, goes by. I'm like, hey, so am I going to start, like, getting paid? And they're like, no, because you haven't started training yet, technically. So we're just going to keep you, keep you on intern. Mm. Well, two months turned into like five months. What? And I was at, at that point. I was training classes and clients on my own time. Boy, which they were paying the person that taught me like five hundred dollars a month for personal training and like probably about a hundred dollars a month for group training. Oh my and god! And that that went on from like month. Halfway through month three, up until month five, so that's a crap ton of income that I missed out on. It was, it kind of made me angry, but I in the end I was like I I got all this good knowledge from it, and I actually loved the people I was training. So I I wasn't I wasn't upset that I wasn't getting paid mm-hmm. because of that, but I was it put a bad taste in my yeah mind. all that dishonesty that they were peddling yeah. at you and. Oh, yeah, that, and that, uh, uh, so I ended up getting on the payroll. I was technically a contract, so I owned my own business technically. But uh-huh. anyway, they gave me they the deal was I get like fifty percent of the uh, money I make, mm-hmm. and the other half goes to the company to improve and everything. Right, right. So I was I was making some good money for another six months and right before i was going to quit my other job that i've that i was working along with it Mm -hmm. they dropped the bomb that the gym was going to close and i was like son of a bitch i was like i spent half of my fucking time not making money (laughs) oh man but i mean that hurts if if i would have found a new gym quick i would have easily got all my clients to go over there but i ended up on a different path and which led me to this one basically Mm -hmm. so okay yeah sorry go ahead i just want to interrupt you for that no it's fine it's fine i'm i mean uh one of the things i was actually looking forward to with this podcast is you know just talking more learning more yeah of course i didn't know it was all like that dang (laughs) dang man oh my god but um but yeah yeah uh I think I was talking. I was I was trashing Northwestern. Northwestern Mutual is probably like a. They're probably like <laughs> a wonderful. They're probably a wonderful organization. I mean, I, I had a, my good friend was working for them. It's just the way that they. If you were young, the basically, way they went about it was was wrong, especially yeah. for a college scene. Right, right. It's kind of. If you're too young, you have to. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't like that. You have to take a lot of shit. Uh, but uh, in any event, the second guy I met with, uh, his name was Jeremy. Uh, we actually had a meeting set up later on in that, that week. I met him, like, on a Tuesday. It was really impromptu. I was just sitting out with Tyler uh, at the coffee shop we have on campus, Ray Ray. And he just walks in. He's like, oh, hey, Tyler, who's this? And that's how it all sparked. Uh, Jeremy sat down. We, uh, God, we started, you know, just talking for, like, about an hour about just random stuff. Um, I think we all, like, missed a class because Jeremy at the time was taking classes there. Uh, so it was pretty bad, but but in any event, uh, 
Jamie started, you know, running through what the business is. Uh, not not even like from a recruiting standpoint. He was just he'd been like talking with Tyler about it in the past, and uh, I was essentially kind of just listening in on on their conversation about it. And then uh, Tyler stops Jeremy for a second. He's like, "Yeah, this is actually the guy I wanted you to meet later on in the week." And then Jeremy's like, "Oh, really? Okay. So, uh, what do you think?" <laughs> and I was like, "You know, I really like a lot of this. Let me ask some questions." I I asked him like. 30 minutes worth of questions about just, you know, random stuff with the business. Um, and he said, you know, like, if I was better prepared for this, we could, we could really, like, you know, I could really answer a lot of these questions. We could really do this. So I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh, you don't have anything to do, do you? And this is when we missed the class. Uh, he's like, oh, you know what? I can just pull up my laptop and we can do this right now. And yeah, we did it right there. I oh, wait. Through. So you signed up for your AMA right then and there? I, no, I did not sign up. That story is actually really funny. Um, but but that's 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 further down the line. Um, I think this was back at this time. I think it was like March or February, oh, something okay. like that. Dude, so I was actually pretty far away from signing up. Speaking but. of, Jeremy got another guy. Oh, awesome! Like he recruited yeah. another guy. He's killing the game right now. He's a hound. <clears throat> yeah, I think I think that was one of his like things that he was gonna start focusing on was recruiting. Uh, yeah, and I, I really feel like uh, I really feel like it's my fault to be honest. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. And here's why. I don't mean to say like fault isn't like a bad thing. Yeah. Um, uh, here's basically what what had been going on. Jeremy had been like, I feel like he'd been like really putting a lot of like time and energy into me and you know a couple of the other folks that he had uh, he had brought on, um, and not really putting enough time into you know the recruitment game and getting out there and everything like that because he they, had a decent amount of he had a decent following didn't he oh he he has he's brought in a lot of people yeah. he's, he's done really great for himself but uh i think he uh how should i put it whenever you're doing something like that that you have to balance both quality and quantity yeah and i feel like for so long he was focusing really on quality, quality. Yeah. And uh, his quality started to, do, or his quantity, excuse me, his started numbers to, started to yeah. dwindle. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the thing: like anybody can fall off. It doesn't even matter if they're like somebody who's a really capable person, or if they're like really interested. Like they could, they could show you like the world of excitement, you know, for this business. They could yeah. show you like, oh, I really want to be a part of Transamerica. Oh, I'm gonna do it. But something could come up in their that life. That was me. Maybe they meet a girl and they run away or something. You know, you don't, who knows? I was the one who was like, yo, get me in this shit, please. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy. Uh-huh. Jeremy was all about me me coming on, it seemed like. Yeah, yeah. He was, he, he was super hyped up for me. It was really funny sitting there because, like, I got to see, like, you and Jeremy have, like, a number of, like, uh, like sort of, I don't know how to put it, but, like, you guys have, like, a lot in common. But then you and Josh, too. I don't know what it is. You two seem kind of like kindred spirits or something. I don't know what it is, but yeah, you guys I, are like. Oh, by the way, we're still good for that six thirty on Thursday. You got it, man. Yeah, yeah. It, but yeah, I, I felt, I honestly. So I guess let me get into my thing. Might as well cut you off all the way. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but I didn't start my finance journey until recently. Actually, it's when it was when uh when you. We're like, hey, let's set this up because you're an important person in my life, and I just want to show you what I'm doing, see if you see if you like it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I don't know how much help I can be, but mm-hmm. sure. So I met up with you and Jeremy, and uh, as soon as I saw Jeremy, I thought he was kind of a sleazeball, honestly. <laughs> he, I don't know what the, I don't know what the. I think it was just the look on his face or something. I was like, ooh, I'm not going to like this. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I'm sitting down, and he's going through his stuff. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling the way this is, this is going. I, I, like, I like how the business sounds because I'm a real business guy. I like learning about businesses. It's, it's something that I actually really enjoy. I love reading books on it and everything. But anyway, but then he was talking to me about, retiring and i was like i don't i don't think i'm ever gonna retire i don't want to retire because once you're once you don't work you're like dead basically no lie like yeah, that's I mean, the people go out like that because they lose their meaning and i'm not about losing my meaning exactly but, and then you and you and jeremy both actually made me start thinking about just having that as not not a safety net mm. but just an extra area to hold money yeah Cause there's no way I'm actually gonna retire 
because I'm always going to do stuff probably through this and other means like training and all that stuff. Yeah. But I definitely see the benefit of having it justing just as for in my, the way I look at it, just an extra money source to hold my, hold my shit so I don't spend it. But so after, after that meeting, I sort of fell off and I, we were split off and did our own thing for a couple more, a couple weeks. And then I really started thinking about it. I was like, I, I really, I want to try and take a, take a stab at getting on, getting as a part of this. And I hit you up and you're like, yeah, let me, let me give you Jeremy's number. And I called him and we talked on the phone for like two hours. You did? Literally. I. Wow. The first thing I said to him, I, I was like, tell me about this business. Everything you can tell me about, tell me about this business. And he just started going and he was telling me all the ups and downs that he personally has had and mm-hmm. what he's seen and what this will be like in the next coming years which is going to be fantastic absolutely it's gonna be awesome it's I'm gonna excited. be real awesome yeah i'm excited for me to get my license have you gotten your license yet i'm uh you're you're this, scheduled right this thursday i'm going to do the proctored exam i'm planning on doing it at the office and then next thursday uh that's when i'm going to take it where are you yeah. taking it where are you taking the actual one uh, i don't know any tests oh ctc They've got. I don't. I don't know if they do. The it. adult center has like proctor. It's like a proctored testing site. Oh. Oh. Uh, well. Yeah. You can do your proctored exam there, but uh, I'm talking about like. Oh, the, not proctored. I meant the actual exam. Really? It's like a testing site for a bunch of, like. Well, uh, when I looked at the map, I'm just. When oh, I looked so at the map, it wasn't I, on. C- it was CTC nah, was they, on there. They gave me a location up in Troy. They gave me a location in Cincinnati. And they gave I, me a location in Columbus. I've had the. I, I've went to the Troy one for okay. my personal training certification. Yeah, it's yeah. a kind. Of, I mean, like, it's kind of weird. The I building agree. weirded me out a bit. Smelled of cigarettes. Um, it's kind of weird. Yeah, one of my good friends just got into smoking cigarettes, man. And I'm like. Same. By the way, if you do the Troy one, it's fucking cold in the testing room. Okay. Like, I was shivering. It was a hot-ass day. I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt, and I went in there shivering. It sucked. Okay, I'm, I'm wearing a hoodie. Thanks thanks for letting me know. <laughs> Walking around in a hoodie in the middle of August. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I got the call from Jeremy. Uh, I think he, I was in a park that day. I was hanging out with uh, my girlfriend, and, uh, Let's get a call from him. I'm like, how do I have self-service way out here? But anyway, Jeremy just is like, hey, I just got off the phone with Nico. He is really excited about this. Let's do something, like, as soon as we can. And uh, I didn't know. You talked for, like, two hours of the phone. Yeah, we, talked, really we talked for a while. It was either an hour or two. I'm pretty sure it was closer to two. But it was after that, we met up, figured it out, and got to talk to josh and josh just made me even more hyped up but yeah he, he's definitely the yeah. motivational type of guy but i and here i am really yeah you know there there's some people that i've met in my life who just have like they're so purpose driven they've got like so much energy in them oh yeah like so much intense me. energy you can just like see them you can just look in their eyes you can just see that kind of intensity it's so insane, and nobody in my—I've seen—I've seen a few people like that in my life, but uh, the closest person to me right now who's like that is Josh. Yeah, Josh is—he's intense. Ooh, yeah, like he is—he's eyes that will burn through the back of your <laughs> head, man. But he, he's a great person. He's a really great person. Yeah, he's. Wh- what was the other top seller? Like the really top seller. Oh, uh, that guy, uh, he, uh, his name's Chu. Chu, yeah, I met him. Yeah, yeah, you met him. He's Chu. so cool. He was, is he there tonight? He was there tonight. Oh, cool. Yeah, 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 I didn't, like, I didn't have, like, a conversation with him, but I introduced myself, and yeah. he, he, he's cool. Yeah, he's been, uh... He did not look what I even thought. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was gonna be, like, a lengthy white man but he was really? the opposite yeah he well, was super thick dude what he's not he wasn't fat but he was thick like he, he was kind of built i think i don't uh-huh. know maybe it was the suit he was wearing but still when i when i first heard the name a part of me was like imagining i don't know 
I was imagining some skinny Asian dude. I gotta be honest. Asian dude. True. I don't know. It sounds kind of <laughs> Asian. I, I don't know. No, I thought that. I thought it was actually like it's, it's a nickname, right? Yeah, yeah. It's okay, definitely a nickname. It's definitely I just a nickname. thought it was like a lengthy, tall white kid's nickname. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am looking up at him like, exactly. oh, hey. I weird. mean, I didn't look at look up at him too too high. Uh-huh. He wasn't that tall. He wasn't as tall as I thought he was gonna be. But, but yeah, he's he's a really cool guy. I mean, everywhere I go around the city, every networking event, anything, any event that, forget networking, any event that's going on, he's there. Really? He's there. He's a really powerful story, really powerful message. I don't know if you've gotten the chance, if you get the chance to have a conversation with him. He's a, he's a really, he's like a somber kind of soul, but it's like really, like, he's a really good guy. He, he, needs to talk with he has incredible speaking ability, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he got up and talked to everyone i could just tell that he's a seasoned seasoned mm-hmm. speaker for sure definitely definitely yeah um but yeah yeah so uh you know that's how i became a part of the whole finance world really uh, i just met with jeremy we uh we were hanging out like it, that conversation that we had we were really just hanging out you know talking a bit about this a bit about that um about things in the world more so than anything and then you know we it was more like a like a philosophy discussion, you know. Yeah. He, he was more more telling me about how he how he saw the world and how he operated in the world and how he tries to get other people to operate. And we're talking about Jeremy, right? Yeah, we're talking about Jeremy, right. and and that's that's how it uh, that's how I really I really feel like that was the thing that really sold me with wanting to work in Transamerica. Then he started to talk to me about um, the business model, the fact that you as an agent are more independent than a. Than just about really every like other that. company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just you're an entrepreneur at that point. Exactly, and and you know you have that this kind of independence compared to the, the literal railroad tracks that were northwestern. I was sold. Never even met with a third guy. <laughs> I don't even know his name. I feel bad. That's uh, alright. It happens. He probably yeah. gets the, gets that a lot. I mean, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Who Everybody knows? faces rejection in the insurance game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've I've been rejected a lot uh, in terms of just like people i want to sit down with mm-hmm. um even though like the few little services that i can't offer right now when i'm not certified um i have this one lady uh she actually worked where i uh, used to work at she's in real dire straits um she had a lot a lot of debt like a lot of debt and uh she gave me her email uh we we chatted a bit we met up somewhere and I had, like, said, you know, make sure you bring, like, a number of things so I can, you know, understand your situation better and help you out. She didn't want me to look at her finances. Well, and I'm like... How are you going to help her with finances if yeah, she like, doesn't let you see them? Like, I, I, well, I, I am a financial advisor. Yeah. Well, I can't just, you know, I got to understand what kind of situation you're in. I mean, I can give you, like, tactics, strategy, general stuff, but, like, none of that's going to be applicable unless I know yeah. what your real situation is. Hey, some and then, some people are maybe maybe she was just hesitant. Yeah, yeah, you know? she, yeah I mean definitely. everybody. I mean, me walking into it, into that for the first time, I was like right, skeptical, right. hesitant type thing. And so. that's that's what I was about to say. Like, yeah, you can, yeah, definitely get that. And yes, this this is like my first time going out and really you know trying to help someone with that kind of situation. Um, so I'm not expecting it to go swimmingly, and I I know that I made like it's a good learning experience though. I know sure. I know I made a trillion mistakes while I was speaking with her, but like still like it was you know I'm like I'm, I'm trying to help, and, uh, but yeah stuff happens stuff happens, yeah. and you got you got to keep your chin up, got to stay hopeful, got to stay confident that this is gonna work out because what I always think of it is like if somebody was able to convince you uh, that that this is a good idea, and it, it really rings true, and you're not you know crazy person or anything like yeah. that i don't think that it, it's too much of a stretch for you to at least imagine yourself being able to go out and convince someone that, that they need this kind of help and you have the knowledge yeah i mean you know i was talking with cameron and uh one of my other friends you better not have what do you what do you think i did Fin finish your finish your thing <laughs> finish your thing well i was talking to him about the bolts and I was like, yeah, I know you pay your car insurance and stuff. Do you want me to help you out? I can get you, I could see if there's any cheaper price for you. And if not, it's not going to cost you anything anyway. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, sure, dude. So I got to figure out how to use bolts. I'll have to sit down with Josh yeah. on Thursday and figure that out. But then 
my other friend who was sitting next to me at the bonfire when I was talking to Cameron about that, she was like, oh, dude, I need, my car insurance fucking sucks, dude. You want to help me out, too? I'm like, yeah, dude, sure. So, I got two people on the bolts. Yeah, man. What did you, what'd you think I was going to say? Oh, I thought you were about to be like, yeah, I was talking with Cameron, man, and, you know, I just kind of... I just kind of told him, you know, about the business, and he just said, yeah, I, I'd love to sign up. And I was about to be so I could mad. probably finesse that. If, if you could finesse that. I got my that. charisma level 100, man. <laughs> you can't, can't stop me. I would judo throw you out the window if you did that. I'd be so bet, mad at you. No, no, I'd be really... I'll put you in a triangle. I'd be really happy for you, actually. I'll you know? throw some jujitsu at you. Fuck jujitsu. Oh, wow, dang. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, need to, I need to expand my lexicon, man. <laughs> I don't know much judo. I don't know much jujitsu either. That's <laughs> <laughs> look. Sometimes you just need to know. Like it, it's not about the kinds of the moves basics. you know. That is true. That is true. But it, it's not about the kinds of moves you know. It's not about being flashy. It's about being effective. Yeah. Like, and it's how good you can execute them. Exactly. Like if you, exactly. I actually because I used to do MMA. I'm trying to stay in it, but my life right now is kind of kind of saying, "Hey, you gotta take a second. You gotta take a break off of this." Yeah. But um, one of the people at my gym who's fighting for a championship belt Ooh, in like okay. two days, oh, geez. hey, Honey Badger Hughes, that's that's a shout-out to you, brother. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. He's perfected the triangle. Like, if he gets you to the ground, you're going to get triangled. Uh, he's won all but, I think, one fight with a triangle Dang. that he's won. And Dang. I think the one he didn't win with a triangle... He had him in a triangle, and he was hitting him in the face, and he got knocked out and not choked out. Ah, uh, but okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, that just goes to show you, you really just need to perfect one move. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, there was actually a professional fighter that I trained with. It was my coach's wife. She has a nasty arm bar that Ooh. she practiced. Yeah. And I don't. I don't even. Come, I don't even want to come near her if she's trying to throw arm bars, cause it'll bust your shit up. Even though you oh, don't man. actually go through with your arm bar on training, I don't even want to fuck with it. I, I know exactly what you <laughs> mean, man. Like, there was this guy. Um, I can't remember his name. I want to say Tyler, but that's probably wrong. Um, anyway, he. I think he. His initial training was a uh, cook soldo. Which I've never heard of before. Yeah, I don't know what that is. But it's a it's a fighting style of some kind. It's some kind of martial art. Anyway, this dude, uh, you know, judo is like a it's it's all about weight and balance and yeah. direction and momentum too. And, and momentum as well, yeah. Um, and you know, you're trying to do that like the typical type leverage. of like fighting style leverage. You, you know, you're, you're you're like grappling and things like that, and trying yeah. to like you know move people into position. This guy was like a freaking snake. Like, he would grab him and move him into position, and like he would dip a shoulder and get inside of you, and then you're just like, "What?" And then you're on the ground, and he's got you like in a freaking guillotine or something, and it's oh, just like guillotine. it's it's over, man. I don't know. Guillotines are, but but usually not effective at higher levels. No, no, it, it you're actually right about that, yeah. But it's uh, I'm only yell about, so it's not like yeah. I'm, I'm anything special. But like he would. Uh, uh, like that's the thing when it comes to fighting styles. Um, you know, out there in the real world, if you just meet some like random thug who's just trying to like steal your wallet or whatever, you know, like grab your girlfriend's butt or something, um, you know, you can like bust a quick move and knock them out. But like if you're actually like fighting somebody who knows what they're doing, mm -hmm. uh, especially cross uh, discipline fighting, MMA is the best way to go. because yeah. it's it's the amalgamation of everything like that's that's as i understand it you know it's just what's... yeah it's it's awesome it's yeah. hard work i've only fought once and i i lost to a southpaw but that it was one of the greatest experiences of my life just because i felt so primal like this is like modern day gladiators basically <laughs> and i was my first fight that i ever watched was the one i was in and I just think that's mind-blowing to me. It's wait, wait, like, wait, wait, wait. What? Yeah, I've, I never watched a full fight until my first fight. Bruh. <laughs> what? <laughs> you, you never watched? Really? No, I never. I, I purposefully, when I started training, I did not watch fights. Why is that? Well, it, just because I never watched them up until then. Uh -huh. And 
I wanted it to be a special kind of thing, like, hey, my first fight that I watched was the one I was in, you know? <laughs> it was pretty, yeah, so oh, I just yeah, kept yeah. to it. It was, it was crazy. I lost. I didn't get knocked out. It was a TKO, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, that, that ref was just like, hey, they're all rookies. Let's make sure they don't... Well, he yeah. said that at the beginning. He said he was going to stop it early. Right. I mean, there's only, like, five or ten seconds left in the round. I think it could have held out for the that long... Granted, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I would have got knocked out. Yeah. But safety first, you know. Yeah, and I'm that's the big thing. I'm trying to protect the noggin. I got got too much to live for. Mm-hmm. Can't can't be going brain dead. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I hey, as your friend, I definitely I'm definitely with you on all that. Definitely. Uh, your brother though, he was so pissed. He's like, oh, bitter Enzo? early ref. Yeah, Enzo. Enzo was so pissed. He was like, that's a bit early ref, huh? <laughs> Don't you think? A bit early. <laughs> Uh, part, oh, I think, he, and I gotta be honest, I swear to you, he was only saying that because he wanted to see you get knocked out. But right, that's fine. <laughs> I know, I know. I actually oh, wanted man. to get, if, I want to get knocked out, I haven't gotten knocked out yet. You haven't been knocked out before? Well, if I know the worst case scenario, then I'll be fine. I think that was the big thing. The first, first fight nerves, uh-huh. I've, n- I've never been punched that hard in training, so that yeah. was a new experience for me. And the thing is, I didn't, it didn't hurt. It's just when you hit, when you get hit in the side of the head, you get like rocked. Right. Or if right. you get hit pretty hard, like in the face, you get rocked. I only felt getting rocked. I didn't feel any pain associated with anything. It was so crazy. That's really funny. And I mean, it. I was bleeding out of my chin at one point. I think mm. I still have a scar. I was bleeding out of my head. Yeah. And. I, I couldn't, f- not even after the fight. Like, the next morning is when I was like, oh, I'm kind of fucking sore. But yeah, I it was so, it was surreal. It was insane. That's one of the funniest things. Uh, they, they, they say the brain itself, even though, like, it has all the nerve connections and all the, rece- all the pain receptors throughout your entire body, there's not one single pain receptor in your brain. So I guess that's maybe. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. So I guess maybe that's what that was. Like, you didn't feel it. But like no, I, I no, I didn't feel any hit to my body. Oh, either. that too. Yeah, oh, no. You you had the adrenaline of like, like a tiger, then man. I I had a huge ass bruise on my shoulder from blocking a punch after I, I threw a punch. Yeah, and the guy kicked me fucking hard in the leg. I I was pretty bruised up after like the day after. Yeah, didn't feel it, dude. Wow, I, that adrenaline was. Pumping, dude. Yeah, the end of the first you. round, I had an adrenaline dump. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but, no, I mean, if whoever is thinking about fighting or is wanting to fight, highly recommend at least doing it once. I'm going to try and fight again as soon as possible. But it's it's such a crazy experience. You know, yeah, that, that's what I'm eager to do uh, this semester with judo. I'm eager to get out and compete. You're going to compete? Yeah, I'm, I'm You're going to have to let it. me know because I would love to watch some judo. I'm not going to lie. Okay, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, I, uh, from what I, what I did is essentially for like half of a semester, I went to uh, like a dojo that we had set up in uh, the Nutter Center. Um, and then, you know, from time to time, I would go down to the actual dojo that the sensei, uh, the sensei had, which is actually right up the road a bit, right off of Salem. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it was. It's just like so much fun to be in that atmosphere. So much fun sparring. So oh, much yeah. fun learning all these different moves and all these tricks. I loved when the sensei wasn't there, and different people would run the dojo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a couple of police officers coming, a couple of just random people throughout the community. Uh, one of the, this is really funny. One dude, he just showed up. He was a red belt. Just came in. I'm like, didn't you teach my my writing class last semester? Yeah, yeah, he's he looked like total hipster dude. Looked like he would never That's like awesome. fight anyone in his life, but but he uh, yeah he does judo. It, it, it's like a it was like a real nice community that they had out there. But whenever Sensei Mark was gone, these people would come and teach you all kinds of illegal moves and all kinds of like really really cool stuff. Like oh my god, this one dude named Sinjin. He showed us. Uh, I think he called it the Ninja Armbar. I'll show it to you sometime. This thing is sick totally illegal but but it's sick uh we'll talk about that another time but uh yeah it was just a lot of fun i gotta get back into it yeah i gotta get back into it my jujitsu judo you name it if it's on the ground and it comes to wrestling i'm i've not sharpened those skills hardly 
at all. So that's once I get back into the training for MMA, it's I'm gonna yeah. be pushing pushing ground game pretty hard, just because I I need to get the reps in so I can do it without thinking about it. You know. It's funny because uh, you know this goes back to what I kind of said earlier when I was talking about you know like like the real world interca- altercation of like somebody trying to steal your wallet or whatever. Yeah. Ground game is that's one thing that. I really feel like you're never going to really use. I, I don't, I don't know. imagine. I mean, if someone's, if you, someone like gets up on you and tries to tackle you, I mean. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Kind of yeah. like a trying to get you on the ground for a ground and pound. Uh, yeah, that's definitely true. So, but I mean, maybe I shouldn't say. I shouldn't. I should never say never. But it's probably less likely you'll you'll use it uh-huh. unless you try and get him to the ground. Yeah. But I think it'd just be a, mostly a fist fight. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, like, ground game is really important when you're in these martial arts. Like, oh, yeah. oh my God. My first time I ever sparred with it, with anybody, um, we had actually yet to go over any ground game. Uh-oh. At the time, I'm white belt. This dude I was sparring against, or actually, no, it was this chick. It was Stephanie. Uh, she was a green belt. Dude, uh, I failed a throw. She broke out of it. But she, like, still went down to a knee. Uh, she kind of like brought me down to the knee, steps across my body with the opposite leg, elbow in my neck. I'm I'm just done. I don't even remember. I, wait, elbow in my neck, and then she like, she went and do like a blood choke after that. Okay. Like uh, she went to the elbow in the neck. I started push that off. She went under with the other hand like that. Okay, so like and a rear naked choke? Or? Yeah, I think it was kind of like a rear naked, but it was more from the side, awkwardly. Oh, okay. So that it was like right so was here on the, on the vein, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's why it was more of a blood choke. I tapped out real quick. But, um, jeez, <laughs> uh, man, like, yeah, yeah, ground game is really important. You will you, you will get massacred if you don't know nothing. Oh, yeah. Because you can actually successfully throw someone. If you don't have any ground game, they can turn it over you and win. Yeah. I think it's funny because now that I think about it, my first fight was like my first fight ever i don't think i've ever truly gotten into a fist fight or any type of fight unless it was like a little scuffle with my brothers but i don't count that as a fight i don't think you can yeah but (laughs) i I, it's just mind-blowing to me i mean still it's been like what three four months four months and i'm still just like looking back on i still have the video (laughs) oh there's a video yeah there's a video of my fight the way they record it live. Yeah. I totally forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were there anyway, so. Oh my God! I gotta. Don't, I didn't. Don't I tell didn't. no one, but I pilfered a front row seat. <laughs> I, I just know. pilfered that thing. It was just empty. I'm like, oh, <laughs> my ticket says, and I I took it. No, nobody <laughs> questioned it. Nobody questioned it. I didn't. I didn't expect you to be there. Honestly, I didn't even. I don't even think I asked you for if you wanted to come watch. You told me about it. You said, uh, I got a thing up on Facebook about it, uh, off, just offhandedly. Um, I'm pretty sure you said, yeah, you should come or something. You should come if you can. And I was like, ah, I definitely can. I work those days, yada, yada, yada. I took off work, <laughs> like, like the last day. Like, I took off work, like, I think that, yeah, it was that Friday I was at work. Um, got off at, like, 10. I'm like, I'm not going into work tomorrow. And <laughs> I totally messed them up, but, um. Uh, I drove out there, got an Airbnb, broke You got fun. an Airbnb? Yeah, man. Gu- Yo! Guess how, mu- guess how much it cost me for the night. 50. 30 bucks. 30 bucks? Where were you? I was, uh, what was this, Penn Hills? Yeah, Penn Hills. Nice area, Pittsburgh, too. Pittsburgh? Yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah, man. Dude, that's good shit. Was it nice? It was a nice place. They had, uh, they had a cat, which they did not say, uh, which I was upset about because of my allergies, little, yeah. but... But uh, that was fine. The room was real clean. Uh, they had an insane amount of pillows on that bed. But but I've stayed in Airbnb before. For an Airbnb, I've stayed in there in one. Man, uh, Airbnb is the future. I love oh it. Oh my god, dude! The Airbnb I stayed in it was a triple level, technically quadruple if you counted the basement. But it was two bedroom with a a uh, rooftop porch. What? So for the two nights we stayed, we get up early and go watch the sunrise. But everyone only had to pay like seventy bucks for two nights. 
It was so nice. Wait, wait. So was it was it one of those like my favorite Airbnbs are the ones where they let you they the whole house is yours. Yeah. Was yeah, it like that? Yeah. That is nice. Yeah. That is nice. And it was just it was like it was like thirty minutes walking distance outside of Pittsburgh. That's really good. Yeah. How, how was, many how many people uh uh like, we had six but that's just because I don't know. So if two people weren't there, it'd probably be like eighty-five. Uh, no, ninety bucks oh, a night. Oh, I got you. I got you. So like, like there, there are some Airbnb Airbnbs that are exclusive. Like when you want it, um, you have to pay for the whole thing essentially, like yeah. the whole thing. But then there are some where like we have multiple rooms and we're renting out each yep. room independently. Yep. So this one was like they rent out the whole, whole place. House. It I love so that, nice. man. I love that. I've so nice. I've yet to do one of those, um, just because it's a little cheaper when you're willing to, you know, share space with others. But oh my god, man, yeah, I I wanted to do that so bad. There's this guy uh, up on South Bass Island. He has a nice lake house. It's cheaper than uh, buying. That's on Lake Erie. I don't know. If you yeah, know, but I know. Um, it's cheaper than any other thing that you can do to stay up in that whole area, um, Sandusky. Mm-hmm. You know, around. Um, uh, what's Cedar Point? Yeah, around yeah, Cedar, Point. Cedar Point. Nothing, nothing else. I've never even been Paris. to Cedar Point. Really? I need to go. Yeah, let's go. All right. We can let's do that. Airbnb. We can Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, we can stay on the island, take yeah. the ferry back. How to many? The how many bedroom? Two. I don't. I didn't like look it up, but I just met the guy. He said, "Yeah, I got an Airbnb over there. Around the whole place." Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's baller, man. Like you know how you you delved into the real estate market like a little bit. A little bit. Uh, yeah, I dabbled. A lot of people like the typical thing that they love to do is they um, get a mortgage out of the place, rent out it, uh, rent it, Airbnb it, or, or yeah, yeah, that's, do like a leasing option where it's yeah, you like lease rent to, own. to you, uh, yeah, yeah lease or, to re- own or rent whatever to own. Whatever it is, it's rent to own. Yeah, that's what it is. But essentially, you know, you you have a you have a mortgage. The mortgage payment is this much a month, and that's you, the that's the rent or, or, or higher. Yeah, that's yeah. what most people do. They do it higher and. uh yeah, yeah, they make a kill on that. This dude's Airbnb the place out. And we are back. Uh, we had a little nose issue, so <laughs> had to pause it. But then I hit the wrong button, so this is like a separate thing. Well, thanks for listening to our podcast. Uh, if you like to leave a review, leave a comment, do something, tell us how bad we are because we know it. But we're learning. That's how we grow. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, growth is. Uh, I mean, just just to tell tell a bit more about myself. Growth growth is everything that I'm about. So, yeah. Le- leave leave all the criticism that you have for us. Um, there's no Good such or thing. Bad, please. Yeah, there's no such thing. I I honestly feel there's no such thing as bad. Like. All information is good. I can Unless you're a fucking troll. <laughs> Screw you, trolls, dude. He's right. He's right. But yeah, it can only help us make, make us better. So uh, yeah, please uh, please leave a comment and share share it if you like it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of kind of rough rough first one, but again, let's gotta grow, gotta grow with it. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, this is Porch Talk. I've been Marcus. I'm Nico. <laughs>